We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Gardner again, shoots, and no! Game's over! KU win! It is officially March. Uh, AB, everyone's got to find a friend like AB. AB, uh, I think at midnight Saturday night, texted me and AB and B turn and was like, uh, happy March, boys. Like, it's officially here with like some little hype video or something. I don't know. He's he's all in. You got to find a friend like AB. But boys, how excited are you and uh, how pumped are you to, you know, get ready for the Hawks to win a national title? I'm ex- I'm insanely excited, but can't imagine how excited AB is. He's probably up all night watching uh, just March Madness clips or our former games where we lose, and he makes himself sad or just one shining moment. This is all like of the one shining moments. I mean, it's all of our favorite months, but AB gets really into it. Loves bracketology. Uh huh. Feed me loves that. Loves the seeds. AB, break down how much. Like, how many videos would you say you watched this weekend that pertain oh, to far March too many. No, I told you guys. So, my yearly tradition the past couple of years is every day in March until the tournament. 
I'll watch the 1988 One Shining Moment and then every One Shining Moment from 2000 to the present year. That's and uh, <laughs> that's what I'll do with my nights for like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I fucking love this shit. It's, it's wild. I know it sounds crazy, but I could just eat this for breakfast. Like, it's, oh, man, oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Dude. I mean, I'm I'm with you. Like, I uh, I've definitely been just on YouTube watching like highlights of like classic games, and I've literally been like studying teams that have won the national title, being like, okay, how do we compare to this team? Like, uh, I saw somebody compare this KU team to the 2013 Louisville, just like style of play and like how super good at defense, but also have a super quick uh, super quick point guard and Peyton Siva, and then they had. Gorgie Diang or whatever, who was a big time defender, or whatever, and I'm they had I Kevin completely Ware talked myself awesome. into us being Louisville. What? They had Kevin Ware too. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm yeah. trying to. There, there's a thing on Torvik where you can like compare teams to uh, like past teams. I was looking at that so I can kind of get you um, like similar profiles. What he calls it, but he's got 08 UCLA, 2012 Michigan State, uh, last year's Michigan State, 2010 KU. I think we'll like that one if we like the talent level, at least on that team. But, oh, but good. None of those teams won a natty. But me and AB talked earlier, too, about how last year, last year we just didn't really – we kind of had to talk ourselves into us making a run. Like, we ended up getting in the region we wanted. We Kansas City for the regional. But we kind of had to, like, talk ourselves into it. Like, we had to have a bunch of scenarios. But now we obviously have the team to do it, has as good a chance as anyone, and we're the number one overall seed right now yeah. at Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, as we've said, it is March. And as B-Turn said, we've got the team that seems to be the favorite. I think every, we were unanimous number one today. Uh, so I guess let's just get into it. Let's recap last week. We follow up the Baylor game with a big Monday game against Oklahoma State, which the big Monday slate this year has been horrendous. But either way, I was still... A little worried that, you know, you go in, you win at Baylor, everyone's telling you you're the best team in the country, everyone's telling Doak he's the best defender that Bill Self's ever coached. So you get worried that we're going to have like a letdown game or just play ugly, and boy, did we not. I would say, weirdly, the best crowd, potentially the best crowd of the year, and we just followed up with another incredible performance. Do- what did Doke have in that game? I can't even keep all his numbers straight. Was it 19 and 16? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we just absolutely shit-pumped Oklahoma State. And I left that game, like, weirdly, like, I was super excited after the Baylor game, but I left that Oklahoma State game being just, like, almost even more excited to think, like, wow, this team is, like, when our offense is clicking like it did against Oklahoma State, it's just nuts. We're so freaking good. And, I don't know how anyone beats us if we play like that. Yeah, we came out firing threes, too. I feel like we put up, like, we had double-digit threes, like, early into the game. And I was dominant from the tip. I was kind of worried about the crowd just because of how stinky Oklahoma State is. But and then we but we got the number one ranking that week, so. Yep. I don't know. Every game in Allen's obviously awesome. But like you said, the opening tip was pretty loud and it's- everyone was into it. Yeah, it was what they say, electric. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a letdown game at all. We came out, dominated. Uh, sorry to see your boy Boyton, A.B., get just absolutely smoked. You know, the second tough. straight time this year. Tough. Very Can't tough. He'll be back next year. Just look for the – place your Oklahoma State future to win the national title, 2021. 
How about Shaka? Shaka just hanging on to his job. Saving it. I mean, absolutely has saved his job. It's nuts. That win they had Saturday at Tech, like, speaking of, when are you guys? We can save the majority of this for later. Texas Tech's in trouble. They're just trouble. go on your rant now. Just go the on your rant. The hardest week now. they could ask for. They're already, so I know people love Lenardi's Bractology like, more than CBS and Palm. But Palm's already got Tech on, like, that first four. Like, they're playing on that Tuesday or Wednesday. Plus, they have to play KU and Baylor this week, and then they're probably going to have to play another one again in the Big 12 tournament, assuming they keep winning. If they lose to someone else, that hurts them even more. So they have three games against top three teams in the country, one of them at home, two of them either road or neutral. Like they're, And they didn't play any non-con. Like they, they didn't play anyone. I know they beat Louisville, but other than that, they're playing a bunch of 300s, like shitty teams, the decent teams they played they lost to. So it's... They're in trouble. Like, I know Chris Beard's, like, the guy they've been ranked all year, but I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think know. we've I think we've all kind of been, I at least, have been shocked. It's like, every time their seeding comes out, and they're, like, they they were, like, ranked, and they were an 11 seed. And I was like, that's weird. But I feel like we all get tricked into, like, teams the year before that went on runs were, like, mm-hmm. convinced they're still that same team or convinced they're still really good. But, like, I mean, Texas Tech did lose a lottery pick and did lose a bunch of other really good guys that were on that team. Like, they're not even close to the same team that they were. So, <laughs> I still get terrified. I think Chris Beard's insanely good. But, yeah, I mean, it's wild to think Tech could miss the tournament because they could very easily go 0-2 this week. And then if they somehow do not win a game in the tournament, they're to- – I mean, if if they go 0-2 this week but win a game in the tournament, do you think they're in? I don't know. There's 14 losses. Like, if they're barely in now and they lose yeah. two week, I feel yeah, like but they lose not. they lose the two top five teams. I know, man, but it's just if like they win one, are they in for sure? Yeah, I would think. Yeah, if they beat one of us, they're in. But it's just I mean, like I don't know that fourteen losses is a lot for an at-large team that didn't play a good non-con and is not in a good conference. Like if this was a different no. Big Twelve season, then maybe it's different, but. Yeah, it's nuts, but you're right. But they would have I mean, lost. They would have lost to Baylor twice. They would have lost to KU twice. They don't beat any good teams. Like, what good teams have they beat outside of Louisville? I, yeah, I think Louisville's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that be, Texas loss was brutal. You can't. I'd be, ins- I'd be insanely shocked if they won tonight. But obviously, Baylor had a tough uh, two game stretch. But I mean, it's obviously more likely they lose both this week. Yeah. I I mean I'm glad that Baylor lost Saturday because <laughs> having the last game of the year be at Tech with the Big Twelve on the line would have been terrifying because I don't care how bad they've been like they'd be they're gonna be juiced for that game especially now that they're on the freaking bubble like they're gonna be good when we go in there <laughs> honestly I think we maybe talk about this later but like I don't think it would be the end of the world if KU ends up losing that game now it all I guess depends on what happens Wednesday and stuff like that but. I don't know. Ants and I. I mean, if uh, if Tech wins tonight, then who knows what we do on that final game because we're a little banged up. So you never know who's going to play or how much everyone else is going to play. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good transition there. So, I mean, Oklahoma State, I think the story of that game was Dope goes for 19 and 16, finishes off like one of the more dominant big man stretches. Like, I'm not even kidding, in KU history. Like, the rebounding and the point totals he was putting up was bananas. Um, his brother came, which was awesome. I think that was a big storyline from that game. His brother's like another 6'10", just massive human. Uh, It's a shame he already played at Tennessee State and can't play for us next year. But, 
Uh, other than that, I guess Ochai had a good game, which is hard to talk about Ochai having a good game, considering we're about to talk about K-State, which I would probably say was the worst game of Ochai's career. So, I mean, do we <laughs> want to talk Ochai being good against Oklahoma State, or are we shaming him and we're only going to talk about how he was bad? Yeah, I thought that was the best he had played in a while. He looks really comfortable, but I feel like he he always looks com- more comfortable at home, which, I mean, that's probably the same with most people, but... He was just putting up a lot of shots. He looked confident and stuff, so I, it was good to see. And then, yeah, Saturday came, and Bill was pretty pissed at him. It is so weird how dudes like that. I and mean, we've had so many guys. Even, like, Ben McLemore was not good on the road. And, like, Kelly Oubre, he got hot in conference play. I don't really remember him, like, doing anything on the road. So, I don't know. We just have those guys. Like, Allen Fieldhouse is just such a comfortable place to play, I feel like, yeah. that – I mean, it's where you practice, it's where you put most of your shots up, but I don't know, it's weird. Like, I've never, it's just crazy to see, like, guys like Dot. Dot and Udoka all year have hardly been any different than they are at home versus the road, and then to have a guy like Ochai just completely melt down on the road just sucks, but yeah, I don't I'd know. To, I'd have to look at the game logs, but I really can't think off the top of my head the last time he really put a good game together on the road. He was pretty bad against Baylor. I mean, he put us in a horrible spot late where they had a chance to send it to overtime because he got him back in it with that inbounds pass. But I feel like he's just kind of a no-show on the road. He'll catch it, dribble once, pass, or catch pass. He just doesn't – he's not very aggressive. Yeah. I I still have hope for – I just like – and the thing is, I think we've all – we say this every pod. I think we've all given up on the idea of him being like a really good scoring option, but he just can't be – he can't go scoreless, and he can't just – dude, some of the passes he was making Saturday against K-State, which I know we'll get more into K-State, but, like, my goodness. So we just – we need Ochai to just be decent, not horrible. Like, that's, I think, all we can yeah. ask for at this point. But I don't know. Any other things from Oklahoma State? I mean, Doak was dominant. I feel like Dot was def- – Bill said it. Bill said that was the most tired Dot had seemed in a while with Get it like he played his ass off against Baylor Garden Butler some of the game and all that stuff. So he get to get whatever the hell he was Garden, but I don't know. I, too. I mean, I think we saw Devontae kind of wear down at the end of his senior year because he's on the dude. floor the whole game. We don't really have a backup point guard, but if we, I mean, Baylor did lose tonight, and then we have that game Saturday with outright already clinched. Do they give Dot some rest, or I don't know. I wouldn't dude. think so, but. I don't know. I think me and AB are in agreement with this. We talked about this earlier. Like, Bill seems so, like, Bill has the take of, oh, they're 21-year-old kids. They don't need rest. And I'm like, dude, you play these dudes 39, 40 minutes a game. Dot is constantly sprinting up and down the court. He falls every time he takes the ball to the basket. Like, that dude has to be in so much pain or just sore all the time. And I get that he's a freak athlete and is in incredible shape, but, like, I don't know. I hope we rest him. When they that's one thing I do want to say about Oklahoma State. When we were up like thirty and he brought in Dot, Udoka, and Marcus with like five minutes left, I was stunned. I could not believe it. He's a psycho. Yeah, I was terrified. Every possession. I was like, please I was literally just saying, like, please get them out now. Especially Doke, dude. He's so injury prone. Like there's something dude. bad and then like the dot or doke, I feel like our season's almost over. Especially I mean, that. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. AB, do you remember a time where we've had a player that, like, you just stress the entire game about him getting hurt? Like, that's all I think when Doke's playing is, like, 
Every time he goes up for a block, I'm like, holy shit, don't get hurt. Like, I know we've had super valuable players in the past. Like, if T-Rob gets hurt in 2012, that season's over. But I just don't ever remember being worried that T-Rob would get hurt. With Doak, I'm absolutely terrified all the time. He falls in such dramatic fashion all the time. I don't know. It's terrifying. I don't, has there ever been another guy like that? Not that I can, like, not off the top of my head. I mean, not that I constantly worry about. I know, to compare it to another sport, I know you were looking for KU basketball, but when Pat was a little banged up at the beginning of the year before his actual knee injury, like his yeah. ankle was messed up. Every time he got sacked, I was like cringing because it was like, truly if Pat gets hurt, like we're not going anywhere. Like Matt Moore's not going to do anything. So maybe that, but it's very different because it's a like very physical sport. But the way, like you said, it, Doke is so damn dramatic. Every time yeah. he falls, he would, it's self even said it after he said that when he fell in the K-State game, that amputation was possible based on his reaction. <laughs> and then he ended up coming back to the game like ten minutes later. Yeah, I would guess. I, the, I would guess the majority of the fan base is probably scared the whole game. I mean, you yeah. see him on the ground multiple times every game, and freshman, junior year, he breaks his wrist, and I don't know. Everyone's got to be terrified because he's such a good rim protector, one of the best defenders, and especially the way he's been playing lately. Like Doak was like just getting started. I feel like yeah. he was on I, stretches I've seen in a while at KU. I am very okay with Doak resting Wednesday. I don't think Dot needs it as bad as Do- and Doak's not even a matter of like him being physically exhausted. Like I feel like Dot is. Doak's just like I feel like Oklahoma State and K State. He was hobbling around, limping. Like that second half against K State, he was like not even jumping for rebounds. Like he just seemed so hurt. And I was and yeah, Bill makes jokes about like oh he was. It almost seemed like he needed to get amputated. But it's like dude. He's in pain. Let the big fella rest. Like, come on, Bill. Bill's like that super hard dad that, like, never believes his kid when he's hurt. It's like, and I'm sure the trainers would probably tell him, Bill, like, yeah, he probably just needs to play on it. But, my God, I was just terrified that entire game. Are you guys still worried about him? If, If he plays Wednesday, I don't think we have much to worry about because clearly I would pray they're being as cautious as possible. We're not, we don't need him to beat TCU at home. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've never worried this much about a single player ever. Like I'm always worried with him. Cause I mean, we've seen two season ending injuries with him. No, it's, it's terrifying. Cause if he doesn't play on Wednesday, how nervous do you start to get? I mean, you have one regular season game left and then it's put in play. I don't think I'd be nervous just because he's questionable. Like if it was, mm, if tweet yesterday, I disagree with you. I disagree with you because I've seen it over and over with like, like Joel's a good example for KU. Like Eric Berry was that way for the Chiefs. We're taking a week to week. We're questionable. He might be able to play. He doesn't play. Next thing you know, it's been a month. He still hasn't played. It's been two months. He still hasn't played. Like, but we were pretty, like there were so many rumors Joe was coming back for that Stanford game. And then they're like, oh, it'll be the Sweet 16. Are we even positive that he's back for the Sweet 16 if we beat Stanford? Like, I feel like it was a bunch of like, he's going to be back soon. He's going to be back soon. And we just assume and with Doak's history, too, remember what Bill said last year when Doak got hurt? They basically called him a pussy. So it's like, maybe they just don't know how to judge his injuries. Like, I, I don't know. It, but a I, rolled ankle, a roll, doesn't play. A rolled ankle is very different than, like, a ligament and a wrist. Like, he came back and played. Maybe. I, right, but then he got hurt again. He didn't come back in the game. That's but what I don't think crazy. he got, like, hurt again. I think he just, it was painful and he was clearly yeah. not himself. Like, I don't know. I think Maybe. I hope we rest him, and I'm not going to be. I'd prefer. I don't know. I just 
Yeah, I mean, look at us. This is stressful. It's insane how because he is like. There's no doubt he won't win National Player of the Year, but he's a hundred percent the most valuable player in the country. We're so much better with him. Yeah, look what happened to us last year when he got hurt. I know it's nuts. So his presence is just so huge. Yeah, I I just need us to get (laughs) to the freaking Final Four so I can quit stressing, but I won't. Um. All right, let's get into K-State. That game was P-U, stinky, yeah. not good. Capital P, capital U. It was bad. We K-State starts to get like one of ten, and then they start hitting every three and hitting every shot that they don't hit all year. How did we only take like six shots in the first half? They Is showed that, real- that with like three minutes left, and K-State was like like eight for 23, and KU was like eight of 12. And I was like, wait, yeah. What? Didn't we have 12 turnovers in the first half? Yeah, I mean, we turned it over a lot. It, it makes uh, sense when you actually look at it, but when I when I saw that we were 8 for 12 with like th- after that f- uh, under four timeout, it's like three minutes left, we're 8 for 12. They're like, well, the Hawks are shooting 66% from the field. Like, well, fucking only took 12 shots in 16 minutes. We were either turning it over or they fouled us. We shot a ton of free throws the first half. I think it was like 17. I bet K-State fans were pumped about that. Free throws kill us. Uh, they started, the booing started so fast. Like when me, when me, Alan, and like, I went with Alan, Bryce, Janes, we all were like sitting there and, uh, the lady, the lady in front of us, nice old lady turns around kind of like jokingly was like, you boys aren't going to yell too loud tonight. Are you? And we were like, Oh no, we're not going to be crazy. And I mean, we're not obnoxious. We cheer for the Hawks, but like, we're not dickheads and like this like i'm not kidding after the booing started and i think there was a call where we like mocked the crowd for booing it was when dope got absolutely smacked in the face yeah and the crowd booed and we were like i mean that's literally potentially a flagrant foul and you're complaining assault she got up and left never came back got up and left you're sat like up near the front in like an open row because boys let me tell you there were a lot of open rows yeah Ain't no sellout, um, I'd like to say. I yeah. can't believe the game was that close the whole game, though. Like, at no point did we really even pull away. I was yeah, really- but like, like being up eight against K State is kind of pulling away. Like, they don't have the offense, and we do have the defense to hold that lead. So it's it, it's well, weird to only be up eight and feel like it's a shit pump, but it kind of felt that way. Like, well, there, I the felt there was a zero percent chance they'd win once uh, Christian hit that three. If we're up like three or four possessions, like Rice said earlier, it just feels like it's going to take at least a while to get back in it because we just string together so many stops. It's so nice to have a team that just can lock teams up. Like, and you said it, when Brown hit that three, we were only up eight. Now, normally, when you're up eight on the road, or maybe, did we even, was that to put us up eight or five? I think that might have put us up five, and then we went up eight later. Yeah, but either way, like, when he... So, yeah, even crazier. When he hit that three to put us up five, it felt like a dagger. And think about the teams in the past. Like, when we go up five on the road, I'm not at all comfortable with that. But with this team against a team like K-State, like, I felt incredible. It just felt like that whole second half, we needed one shot to go. We couldn't get one to fall, and finally CB hit it. And, boy, what a legend he is for turning the student section and talking shit. Like, how hated is he going to be? I can't wait. I, I texted you guys the other night. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I can't stop smiling just thinking about four years from now. We're getting ready for another election, and Christian Brown's still in college just pissing K-State <laughs> fans off. 
Yeah, Man, that makes me happy. This team is just so much different from like past teams. Like we obviously don't have as much talent, but and that's why I really feel like this might be Bill's best coaching job. Like he obviously stressed defense the whole year, and I mean Ken Palm wise, are we still one of the best in the history? Yeah, I think we might. I, I forgot what the number was. Let me let me check and see for sure. But I think we're still number one. And I know the Big Twelve's not amazing, but these kids, I mean, they're still D1 kids. Like, D1 kids obviously knock down open shots, get easy looks, but we just make it so hard on everyone. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. The thing, I know, obviously, I feel like a lot of years we say this is Bill's best coaching job, and I don't necessarily know if this is his best coaching job, but I feel like this is, like, his ideal team. Yeah. Like, you give Bill a fast point guard. That's always been what he's liked. You give Bill a dominant big man that, protects the rim and just dominates defensively and then you give bill like the best defender in the country like and in a team that just is wildly efficient and only takes shots close to the basket like this yeah. is what i feel like bill if you could give him a team on a platter and just say this is what this is what you could whatever you want bill this is what you can make and that's this is the team you would make so yeah i wish he'd get some more shooting but you know I still think Bill secretly wants to win the Natty without making it three the entire tournament. So I wonder if he wants to win the Natty at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I just feel like so many of our teams are just so balanced scoring-wise, but this team, it's like two guys you can count on, and then you just never know what you're going to get from the rest. Like, Imagine if our past teams could be this good defensively. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can't say that, but he's obviously kind of, that's probably been the message since the offseason, since he, I mean, he knew his personnel and how many scores we had, so. It kind of shocks me that, like, the 2017 KU team wasn't better at defense, like, and I don't know where they ended up ranking Ken Palm-wise, but, like, to think that that team had Frank, Devontae, Josh Jackson, Spee, like, I know we talk about them all the time, but it's wild to think this team is so much better defensively than them, I feel like. I mean, I think it's wild just thinking that we're ranked high, like better than Virginia has been. And shit. Yeah. That how? It's crazy. And it, yeah, I don't get it because like I feel like we're not holding. I feel like Virginia is always playing games in the forties, which I think they just play a slower tempo offensively, so they have to play defense less than us, which is why we're even more impressive because we're doing it more than they were. Which I have no idea if any of that's correct, but that's just what I've. Uh, a theory I created on the spot, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and it just felt like, yeah, once we went up five, that game was over just thanks to our defense. And I don't know. I do want to talk about this. We brought up Oach earlier, but like Bill's never pulled Oach as fast as he did in that case. And then like, I think he was out with what a minute 30 into the game. Yeah. It was wildly quick. Two turnovers, the first two possessions, and they were just awful decisions. Yeah. it's I don't get it. It's like Ochai freaks out when he has the ball and thinks, I must get rid of this, and just doesn't care where he throws it. I, just, I wish David McCormick had that issue, though. Sorry to change topics really quick. That dude does not know how to pass the basketball. <laughs> dude, Dave's taken the second most shots the last two games. He, like, there was, he got a rebound and immediately was triple teamed. And then a fourth came to help. And there, I think Brown and Moss were both ready to just spray from a corner and a wing. They're just so wide open. The whole team's on Dave. And Dave tries to power dribble, lower his shoulder, squeeze through. I screamed uh, at, uh, what, at Granite City. I screamed. 
what if Dave's kind of turning his season around? Like, just, I don't know, he seems a little more confident, more smooth. Oh, he's confident. He had, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, confidence never, never got it, but, And this doesn't sound amazing, but he had 19 points this week. I mean, he was our second leading scorer in Bramlage. He had 10 against Oklahoma State. We just, we talk about Doak maybe getting in foul trouble. Like, if Dave is starting to get the hang of it and he's getting all these games under his belt. and I mean, 10, 10 points from Dave when he doesn't play a whole lot is... He'll take that any day, as long as he's not shooting 12, 15-footers again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely Dave was good against K-State. Like, I know we like to make jokes and stuff, but uh, he had the big bucket late, the post-up. But the funniest thing Dave did the entire day was he comes in the game, takes a jumper, misses the jumper, we tip the ball back to him. He's now in a different spot of the court and just catches it and chucks it again and drains it. Like, and at what point? At what point do we stop giving him shit? Like the dude is making these shots, and he made the most banana land stat I heard all week was he made twenty four straight free throws. That was his first missed free throw in conference play. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, dude, he's Honestly, a good shooter. Like, there's no arguing it, and. He had that shot clock, the end of shot clock shot at the end of the game, which I want to scream about that. Yeah, the funniest that part they... is like they're mostly just insanely guarded. Like they're not. Sometimes they're not wide open. Like there's a guy right on him, and you know when he's shooting, like he'll hold it for a couple seconds, and and I. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. I think he gets a lot of shit just because it's so ugly, but it honestly does go in. I think I said a month ago, I'd like to kind of add up what he is from 15 feet or 12 feet and out. Yeah, I mean, it is not the other team daring him to shoot these things. Like, he is guarded, hand in face, 26 seconds on the shot clock, and he's chucking. And I don't know, he must just... I, I tweeted the other day, I called him Green Light Dave. Like, that dude must just... Bill must just be completely okay with him doing that. So... I don't know. We joke, we joke about Dave, but he was huge in case against K State with Doke being hurt and all that stuff. So shout out to Big Dave. At what point is he gonna like be the trailer on offense, catch it at the top of the key, and shoot a three? I'm surprised know. he hasn't shot a three yet. He shoots like right inside the arc all the time, like top of the key. I feel like. Imagine the the experience we're gonna get with Dave Wednesday if Doke doesn't play. I kind of want to see it. He's I know he up 25 can... shots midnight. Because, <laughs> I mean, I wrote uh, in those notes earlier, like, who could be our X factor? And I think most people probably think Isaiah at first. But, I mean, obviously Dave could be a huge one. And he, he had a pretty good week. He was We gave him a lot of shit for the Baylor game because he did something I've never seen in my life, fouling out in four minutes. But 
He had a good week, man. I mean, he didn't miss many shots. He had 10 points one game, nine the other. So if, if he's comfortable and just not making mistakes, you know, like if Do- just come in and give us good minutes. Like if Doke gets in foul trouble, come in. Hopefully Dave stays out of foul trouble. But I don't know. That'd be huge. Who knows what Silvio could provide, too? I don't expect much. But the funny thing, like you brought up. You brought up the Baylor game with Dave. Like, he still came in that game and scored four points in four minutes. <laughs> yeah. He'll get, get a shot up. up. But, yeah, I mean, basically, he just can't do what he did against Baylor. Avoid disastrous games like that, which that was just fluky. Like, you're, that's not going to happen a lot. And he hasn't really shown, like, it's not like he's done that all year. But, I don't know. He He's going to be huge, I think, late, especially if teams are doing, like, hack-a-doke and all that stuff. Because, I mean, I know Doke's been good at the free throw line, but... There is going to be a tournament game where Bill has to make a decision, I think. And I yeah. think if the better Dave plays, the easier that decision becomes. So, And uh, I feel like when Dave comes in, he honestly does a good job on the boards, too. So late okay. in games, if he has to come in, get a, get some boards for us, and then you can't really foul. Like, you can't hack him on purpose because, he, like we said, he does make his free throws. Yeah. And remember last year, Big 12 tournament, I think that's kind of when Dave started getting the hang of it. He had some I know, that's – that's what I keep thinking. Like we always have kind of a bench player or even like a Malik, like Malik really started his tear again in the big 12 tournament. But like, I feel like we're going to have a guy that really hits his stride and maybe that guy's Dave, which I'd probably rather be someone else like CB or Isaiah or even oh, Ocean, but if crossed. it's Dave, I mean, I'll take it. Like having a really good backup is huge, especially if dope gets in foul trouble and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, I was watching highlights of that KU-UNC Elite Eight game from 2012, and I feel like that team just reminds me of this one, like, more and more. I think you brought that up, like, two months ago. You'd say it a lot. and Like, Dot's kind of our tie where you, if you need a bucket, you get to the lane, get fouled. And then, um, I mean, Doke could be our T-Rob. Withy, Marcus is our uh, Travis. And then, like, watch, watch Isaiah kind of be like our Elijah and just be clutch and hit every big shot. Yeah, I mean, I think we said that, like, even before the year started. Like, this team's just going to be – and that's how that 2012 team was. They just locked teams up when they needed to, and that's what this team will do. I, like, if this team does make a run, it's going to be because they were able to grind out some games. Like, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fun. We're going to be on our knees praying the entire tournament because there's going to be some – we're going to win some game in March, 57-55, to 55, and it's going to be disgusting. But this team does it, and, I mean, that's kind of how that – I mean, that's how that 2012 team was. They made stops late. Like, what was Our, the Purdue final score? Wasn't it like 59-57 or something? 62-57, 63-60, something like that. Yeah. NC I mean, State was, was super low-scoring, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. think they're... I, I think, think we've said for a month, there's this, we just don't ever feel like this team's out of it because of the way they defend. Say we're down eight and we string together. Like, I tweeted on Saturday that... I was like, there's a th- the five-minute stretch where we don't give up a point is coming, and then it came. It's like if you're down six or eight or whatever, like you'll get back into the game right then, obviously, if you get you don't give up a point for five minutes. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it is great. Like the 2017 team was so fun because they were just so electric on offense at times. But, like, I almost feel like for a tournament run, in a way, the way we're built this year is better off. Like – I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just I keep trying to talk myself into this team just being the perfect team to go win it all for Bill. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess let's get back to K State. We got way off, but 
I don't know. Dot. I guess we got to talk about Dot. Dot literally, if K-State wasn't so bad this year, I think that Dot performance would be talked about as like an all-time like road performance. Like for, it would not, maybe not all-time, but like when you we talk about Sharon in 2010 and like all these other games where guards have taken over games on the road, like if we don't have Dot that game, like we get dominated. He was the only person that could score and he was just doing yep. it completely on his own. Like, I think Bill said it after the game. He was like, we praised Yudoka after that Baylor game. But, like, here's the thing. Yudoka has to have guys throwing him the lob to catch it. With Dot, like, Dot's just driving and making something happen. Yeah. So, it was nice to see because, yeah, we said that Monday game against Oklahoma State, he was definitely tired. And to see him have his, like, energy back and just be the most perfect style of Dot we want to see was great because we're going to need that. Old yeah, dot. and he did it. He did it on 11 shots, too, where the offense couldn't score all day. I said earlier, Dave was our second-leading scorer with, like, nine. So, Dot had 25 of our 56, and, I mean, Bramlage wasn't full, but that's always probably at least one of our toughest games, if not the toughest. We've had a hard times lately, but, yeah, the 25 of our 56 and just hit a bunch of clutch shots. He missed. He went 8 of 11. He only missed three shots all day. Dude, and he had some incredible and ones. Like, I remember that one he had where, like, he almost put it up with two hands as his shoulder, like, his shoulders were, like, going backwards. Like, me, James, Allen, Bryce, like, we stood up with the most electric and one. Like, I just love a good and one call, especially on the road. And he was pumped. Like, I don't know. It, it reminded me of that Sharon play. Like, he it was just a huge bucket and... I don't know. It's terrifying to think that if Dot didn't play that well, that we likely lose to nine and nineteen K State. So yeah, he's really good around the rim too. <clears throat> he tough finishes. Yeah. Uh, did, he, uh, did he wrap up Big Twelve Poi? I think he's has to. I mean, unless we to? unless we lose this week and Baylor forces a tie, and then maybe they. Uh, Maybe Butler then gets a lot of consideration, but I don't know. There's, and I'm not gonna lie, I I think there's gonna be some Big Twelve coaches that vote for Udoka just because, like, he's freaking dominant at times. Like, I can see Boyton voting for Udoka after what he the did. The guy. But if yeah. you if you have a team that goes seventeen one in the conference and you're the number one team in the country and you got a guy leading the league in scoring, I think you just have to give it yeah. to him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do think he locked it up, especially since we're going to for sure, like assuming we win Wednesday for sure, at least get a tie. So, yeah, it's nuts. I think we all knew Dot would be the good, but I don't know if we thought he'd be Big 12 Player of the Year. I certainly think we had hopes that he would be, but it's crazy. Like, we're now going to have three of the last four Big 12 Player of the Years be three different point guards. Like, that's nuts. And shout out to him. He's a finalist for Best Point Guard in the Nation Award, right? Yep, Bob Cousy. Bob I mean, I think we all agree. Is Peyton, Peyton Pritchard going to win that? Or is Marcus Howard? Uh, loaded fucking group. Yeah, yeah people love Pritchard. God, I, I, still feel like, I still feel like our fan base like expects more out of Dot, too, which is crazy. Because he is averaging almost 20. Imagine if he was shooting at like 35% from three. I know. That's what I was about to say. I feel like the main difference is he just doesn't make a ton of threes like Devontae and like Frank did his senior year. So, That's I don't crazy know. about March. Like, you just never know who's going to step up. Maybe Dot just turns into a dog in March. Like, me and Rye texted the other day. I mean, that's the reason he came back, is to at least make a run or win a title. 
Yep. It's crazy to think like he's about to have one. Like he said, I want to come back, win a Big 12 title, win a national title. I'm sure he had aspirations to win Big 12 Player of the Year. So, like, to think that he's about to check two of those things off his list, which is one more left, I mean, that just gets me so hyped and excited. Like, oh, this team just has to make a run, boys. My heart can't handle anything but it but it happening. So. Uh, you think Doc could be first-team All-American? Dude, there's every time I look at it to try and make a case for him and Udoka, it's like, my God, dude, there's a lot of good freaking guys. Like, especially a point guard, you have Pritchard, Marcus Howard, or I guess guard, like Miles Powell, Trey Jones, baby. No, I think Ryan's going to kill someone. If Trey Jones is ever dot. No, I mean, it's not even close. He will not be, he will not be alive. If Trey Jones gets to cut down the nets this year. I mean, I'm, I am so triggered at the fact that Trey Jones is a first-round pick right now and Dot's not. What are people watching? I don't know. Because that's the thing, too, is what does Trey really do better than probably probably besides facilitating, you know? It's like yeah. Trey Jones can't shoot. I can't think shoot. Dot, he's known as a defender, but Dot somehow isn't, you know? I know. And if you look at, like, efficiency numbers from last year, I think we've looked into this. Like, Dot was a better defender, uh, I don't know what it's like this year, but I just remember that was something that always triggered me. It's like Trey Jones is this lockdown point guard defender, but that's freaking good too, and nobody gives him credit. It's just because his brother's tie. It's like there, Trey Jones is good, but he's not all-American first-round pick good. And boy, are they struggling lately. Awful. Love it. More like are they going to puke? <laughs> AB, do, do you think they have any chance of dropping to a four? Dude, they just keep losing games and like it's with the bad teams. Yeah, like really bad team. Wake Forest is awful. They Forest. gave up like I know they played two overtimes. That game was tied at what like eighty five going into first overtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, God, man, you're up nine with a minute left and you can't stop Danny and the Miracles. Like, come on. <laughs> Remember how disappointed we were? Remember how disappointed we were when we didn't get Matthew Hurt? And that dude is not good. I was kind of thinking today, like, who's the one recruit that you would just love to have on this team that we recruited at least? I still think it's RJ. All right. Just because I think we can put Ochai on the bench and it would be like RJ and Marcus on the wing and Moss. Can you imagine Dot and RJ just running all game? And I feel like Marcus would just, like, be even better because he wouldn't have to worry about handling the ball all the time. And Dot would be rest. Like, I would love to have a second point guard other than Marcus, who's fine. At it. Like, I don't have any issues with Marcus bringing the ball up or, like, running the offense every once in a while. But if we had, like, another true point guard, like, whoo, yeah. I mean, Matthew Hurt would have just not played for this team. As soft as he is and as bad as he is at defense, like, Bill just wouldn't have played him. I know. So, I was thinking, like, oh, another good one probably would have been Precious. Precious came to mind. Does he shoot well, though? Like, if he's a shooter, then he's maybe on my list. But I think I he know. can shoot a little. I don't know if he shoots threes. I know. I think he's, like, a good free throw shooter, if that means anything. But yeah. I don't like, like is he, Would he be that much of an upgrade over Dave? Yeah, no, I, exactly. I, I, think, sure. I think you have to go with R.J. Hampton. I mean, he's projected to be a top 15 pick in the draft. Like, I think... If there was one thing this team's missing from like a lot of national titles, teams that have won national titles, it is like we don't have a lottery pick. We don't even have a first round pick, probably. So that yeah. is kind of scary to me. Like even that 2013 Louisville team had Giang or Giang or whatever. He was a first round pick. So 
I don't know. Uh, but I wonder, like, where where would this team rank? Bill's been here, what, 17 years? Yeah. Like, skill-wise, where would you put this team? Like, obviously, you'd have to look at the other teams, but I feel like off the top, I could name, I don't know. When at least five. I mean, 08, yeah. 2010, 2011, well, in the year before, 2017. The year before 08, too. Yeah. 10, 11, 17. 16 was insane. Wiggins' year is insanely talented. Yeah. But that kind of shows you, I mean, obviously I love our team, but kind of shows you how down college basketball is this year. This week's episode of the Ain't No Seeds podcast is brought to you guys by our friends over at Tickets for Less. Uh, tickets for Less, they've been hooking you guys up all, years long, all year long with discount codes. Use Ain't No Seeds 5. Uh, they've been doing ticket giveaways with us. Um, always great with us. Make sure you use them if you're trying to go to the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Uh, you're trying to go to Omaha or St. Louis or wherever we end up for the regional. Make sure you use them. Uh, go through them. They'll hook you up. Uh, get you the best price out there. So go to ticketsforless.com. Use code Ain't No Seats 5 and get yourself to a KU game. This episode of Ain't No Seats is also brought to you guys by our friends over at MyBookie. Um, it's way more exciting to watch a sports event if you have money on it. So with the tournament coming up, make sure you shine out. sign up with our friends over at MyBookie. Uh, you got a gut feel. You just want to bet on your team. You think KU is going to shit pump uh, TCU on Wednesday. Make sure you sign up. My bookie. Use promo code SHARE. You join now. They'll double your deposit. Um, bet on KU on Wednesday. Bet on KU on Saturday. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Saw on my bookie earlier. KU's favored to win the national championship. They are 5-1. to one. Go get that price. They win a few more games once they lock up the number one overall seed. Those, that number's probably going to drop a little bit, so... Go get that now. Go bet on KU. Go sign up at mybookie.ag. Double your cash on your first deposit using promo code SHARE. Now, on with the show. Like, do you guys ever, like, I don't know, do you guys ever sit there and kind of freak out about our offense, like, when you're just thinking about our team? I don't, because, like, I used to. We just get so many stops, and, like, we're honestly, like, I know we don't show it all the time. We're so damn tough to guard. It's and, like, Dot's going to get around anyone, but if you double Dot and help with him, like, he's going to throw it up to Doak. He's going to dunk it every time. You can throw it wherever you want to because he can jump through the roof. His arms are out, like, outlandish. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, what do you do? And then Marcus can get to the rim at will. Isaiah's mm-hmm. starting to shoot well. Christian's starting to shoot well and get confidence. And then we just guard. Like, I, if we need to, like, I think, like, that West Virginia game a couple weeks ago, Baylor last weekend, like, we can just win these games, and if we really need to hold a team to 55 points and win 60 to 55, yeah. I don't think that's much of an issue regardless of who we play. And the yeah. metrics do have us as a really good offense. Yeah, well, that's, what, like, what Ryan was saying. We're efficient. Like, we just yeah. take two-footers and dunks and layups, and, and then I mean, it works. <laughs> I know, like, some people would say that the 15-footers – not really. We don't really take 15 footers. It's all layups, yeah. and every once in a while we'll take a three, but it's all layups and dunks. It's fine by me. Yeah, we kind of proved that we don't even need to shoot threes, you know? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Another it, thing I like, too, is, like, I, you know how like mo- like how motivated Bill can get his guys. Like, if, he just, if we're slacking off on D, I feel like Bill will call a timeout, and then we come out, and we're insane on defense. Or I don't know. He's obviously just one of the best coaches out of timeouts. Yeah, and I, I loved like I loved hearing post game like Bill talked about how he was like joking and like making fun of the guys at K State like there's like eight minutes left in the game and Bill was like mocking them for how many points they had scored like not in like a dickish way like he was laughing like guys this is just absurd like we can't score like knowing we're fine because our defense is gonna keep us in the game and eventually a shot will fall and that's exactly what happened so I 
I feel like our the reason our offense does be seem so bad is because when we do go on droughts, it's because like we're not getting those two point shots up, or like then if we are, we're missing the layups, and missed layups make you a lot more mad than missed three pointers. So I just feel like when the offense is struggling, it seems like bigger than normally. But yeah. I don't know. I think the offense is fine. Like we just have to accept this is our offense. Like yeah. we're gonna have to win the national title playing like this and i think that's fine i mean part of it's probably just we just do it differently than other teams like we've been saying like everyone shoots threes these days but we have so many guys that can get to the rim like i think cb's even pretty solid at getting to the rim dot marcus and then if they collapse and you lob it to dope but i don't know we go on every game feels like there's a five minute stretch where we give up like no field goals or maybe one or I don't know. Bill can I feel like he can motivate him at any time to yeah. start playing even better defense. Yeah, just like one more thing on that. Like if we were prone to lose because of the offense, like wouldn't it have happened already? Wouldn't we have had like a 2013 at TCU or like go to Texas and put up a stinker where we score 52 points and lose by four? Like I mean, it happened. Like you could say Villanova against Duke, but it happened six months ago, three months. It happened against Duke exactly the first game of the season. Right, but that was so long ago. It just hasn't happened since Villanova. To like even the Baylor game, that was just Dotson was banged up. He wasn't playing well, and that game was just fluky and weird to me. Yeah, I mean mean, Villanova and Duke game. Clearly, we just couldn't score. They're still close. We still had the ball down one possession late. The Villanova game, we're up six with the ball with a minute left. That doesn't those. I know we lost the game, but those games don't like worry me too much. Just like that's not really an identity of a team that's gonna. Yeah. Just because they did it early in the season, I don't think they're gonna do it again come March or April. And me, me and AB talked before this. Like we obviously have three really good losses, and like three teams in probably quadrant one, right? Yeah, they're all quad ones. And I mean. Yeah. 27 turnovers, 28, whatever, against Duke, and then it took a collapse by one of the best players in the country at Nova, and then kind of you got to credit Baylor for the run they made into the first half, but if you have Dot, you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, a guy that averages 20 and plays great defense. Yeah. Oh, our resume is just insane. Like, I was getting boned because they lost to a team that 0-18 oh, and in their conference, whatever. That was stunning. Stunning that Evansville went 0 and 18. Poor Sam, bro. But I was <laughs> I was sucks. thinking about this. Speaking of our resume, do you think we have the most like convincing one seed resume since maybe like 2015 Kentucky? Who was Dude, we're number we're number one in everything. I know we have the most incredible resume of all time. Every time, like. like we're a 4.0, like great point average. Number one in strength schedule, non-con strength schedule, RPI, Ken Palm. Every poll, like you want to know what's nuts, boys. It's early to say this, but do you want to know what's nuts? If this team goes on to win the national title, we should be. I don't know if we will be, but if you look at metrics and you look at rankings and you look at consistency over the entire season, this team, if they win the Natty, should be known as one of the best teams of all time. I'm not kidding. Like, is that way to cross that bridge when we get there and stop talking about? I know you, you love your hypothetical sports debates, but. I'm going to wait on that one. All well, right. it's, it's bizarre how far we are ahead in, like, in Kinpong, even over number two, like in Zaga. And then like you look at us and then like the number 10 team, it's like, what, he has us at like a 30? 
on the adjustment. Yeah, we're we're closer to thirty one, and the next best is like twenty seven, essentially. It's like thirty point eight to twenty six point eight. Wild. Also, yeah. while we're talking about teams around the top ten in Kimpom, can we talk about BYU now? Is that allowed? Now that they beat Gonzaga and they just don't lose games. I mean, they're good. Right, what do you want me Childs, to dude. That Childs dude didn't even play against us. He's a problem. They're good, man. They they were our five seed in Palms. And also, Stephen F. Austin was ranked twenty seventh today in the uh, AP poll, or twenty eighth. So yeah, well. Stephen F. Austin's like now turned into like not even Duke's worst loss. Like Wake Forest is. No, no, it's, it's insane. Like I, I know I said that a couple episodes ago, and we don't want to forget about the fact that Duke lost at home to Stephen F. Austin, and how funny that is. What they're not horrible. Did, like they're a very good, like low major. They're going to get a 12, 13 still, but they just haven't. They don't seat, lose. Uh, what seed is ba- is a BYU looking? Five, they're five on CBS and six on ESPN, I think. Yeah, they're, they're six. Like whoever roots for man, that's not a great matchup. Whoever, I know we kind of shut them down early in Maui, but man, they can—they're like third in Ken Palm offense. Whoever roots for that three seed is going to be so mad when they see BYU as a six. <laughs> right now, Kentucky's that three seed. Good. Imagine Calipari ranting on the show afterwards. This—we always get this tough matchup. They always do it. But. He's so predictable. That's why I hate him. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a good – I mean, do you guys have anything else on K-State game? Because I do want to kind of get into the latest bracketology and all that stuff. Just no, that game stunk. We won. Were their dads – did they do Sandstorm? That's my only question. No, they did Every Time We Touch, which I can't even lie. The song's electric. Well, <laughs> it's attached to Grayson Allen and everything. It's just yeah. – um, Yeah, I'll just say Dot locked up Big 12 Poi in my eyes. So, if we yeah. don't have him, we honestly might lose to a – Nine and nineteen team and a team that's won two games. Twelve. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun, but it didn't happen. And wins a win. You you can get a road win at your rival. That that's always good. But let's get into more important things. It's March. It's bracketology season. AB has been in a bungalow just freaking studying brackets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been looking at ESPN just because I'm a Joe Lenardi guy. I mean, I know I. I bully him sometimes online. He, but just, he's the biggest. He's the best. I love him. And I, mean, I heard they were talking about it on like Barstool or something. Bracketology needs Joe Lenardi. Like no one can replicate what he does based on how much no. he cares and how goofy he is. Did you guys watch the self interview with him on his yeah I, show? I did yesterday. He is so uncomfortably awkward and goofy <laughs> that it's like hard to listen to. But man, like, do I, Bill, I, I just love that man so much. Bill, I love to compare you to the regular season Atlanta Braves. He There's, always says that, which triggers it me. It was the game the of shot. the decade because it's a new decade. Oh, Bill. yeah. Bill, Bill didn't catch up. Lenardi did a uh, game of the decade, Baylor versus Kansas, and Bill was like, well, Joe, I don't know if I'd call it the game of the decade. And he's like, Bill, completely explained his joke. He's like, Bill, <laughs> no, no, it, it is the game of the decade because it's a new decade. And Bill was like, ha, Joe, you got me. It was just like, come on, Joe. <laughs> He Bill, is. do you like being a one seed? He yeah. actually said he actually asked that. <laughs> Would you rather be a six seed with a better matchup? <laughs> a better it road. was. I think Bill would honestly say six seed with a better matchup. Yeah. Probably. Bill, um, Bill was definitely deflecting from like the importance of a one seed because well, obviously, if you... I thought there was some good stuff in there though. I know it was good, but, I felt but like, like Bill, 
he said, obviously your goal is to be a one seed because that means you've done well moving from that right. point. But like, he's like, once the ball tips, I feel like he's basically like, it, it doesn't matter that much. Like, I thought he gave some good insight on the choosing where you want to go for your region. Yeah. I didn't even think that, that would is be thought be about Braden. I didn't even know that was a thing until you sent that to us. I can't believe you didn't know at least. Just I, think, you know. I think it's new. I think it was like last year was the first year doing it or something because I thought it was all just like TV markets and like trying to sell as many tickets as possible. Yeah. If we can choose, I think I'm very much Team South. There's very just got to be so many KU fans down there. Like in the Texas area, Oklahoma area, even I don't know. If that, but like, would you guys agree? I get why we're thinking that, but like, okay, so right now in Lenardi's Midwest, Seton Hall is our two seed. That's, I mean, I know Indianapolis is closer to New Jersey than Houston is, but like, Seton Hall is not going to travel well. Like, I think the only way you prefer Houston over. Indy is if you're convinced our two seed is going to be Dayton or like Kentucky's going to be a four seed or something like I don't know. Well, I guess that's my concern is Michigan State or Kentucky as the four or five, and then Dayton is the two, Iowa as a four or five playing in Indy super close. There's just so many teams in that little grouping that are like within like a much shorter drive than we would be. So yeah. where you go south, Kentucky probably travels to Houston if that happens, but Baylor has to go somewhere else. Honestly, this well, there's a zero percent chance this happens. I would be fine going out west. I don't care about the distance. The west is always the worst region out there. And if we can get, like, they're not going to send Dayton out west because after us, no one gets to choose, I don't think. Or no two but, seeds get to choose where they go. But we're the still rules, the, one seed. the rules of the tournament are Gonzaga and Florida State have to be in the same region. It happens every year. And guess what? Currently, the one seed in the west is Gonzaga, the two seeds of Florida State. And I will say this. I think we're, I mean, Florida State is one of those teams that scares me because they can match up to us physically. Doke wouldn't even be the biggest guy on the court hardly ever. Like that's we don't ever run into teams like that. So I don't know. Florida State kind of scares me. So that would make me worried about the West. And we're just not going to. I guess you're saying we could pick the West, but we're not going to pick the West. I know. I just I just wish because I, I swear to God, every time I look at the West, it is always the worst region. Always. Don't you think KU fans would be more willing to go to like Houston besides Indy? Instead of Indy. But I think you guys are underestimating. There is so much KU alumni like in Chicago. And Chicago is so close to Indy. And I know there's a ton in Dallas and stuff like that. But, like, I really think we would have a better turnout in Indy. I really do. But do you know? Let me ask you this. Would you rather have a little worse turnout but play a better team, like a better matchup for us? Or have a better turnout and play Dayton or Michigan State or Kentucky up in Indy? Oh, well, no. If we are playing Dayton, I want no part of Indy. But I, oh, let me ask you this, though. Do you think they're going to travel that well? I don't know how big their school is, but Dayton. you have to add in the part where they're like, this is like kind of new to them and unexpected, so they're going to like they chance. Pay, the, yeah, pay the premium to go and see it. While they they honestly, chance. they were really loud in Maui. Dude, that's my thing. They traveled really well to Maui. Yeah, that's true. This is the only shot Dayton's going to have at a Final Four in like probably right, a while. Right, so they're going like, to pay that premium. They're going to pay. So And even if, even if they do have a future, they can. but it's still the first time in a while they've been like this. But, but like, what, I, I have a weird feeling they're losing early, though. That's just kind of something I've been sitting on for about a month. They're going to lose first weekend. What yeah. are the factors like, I don't know, say we get number one overall seed, like for Bill and the coaching staff, like, what would the factors come down to between picking Midwest and South? I think it would come down to who they see as potential 
matchups. Like, if Dayton ends up getting a one seed, which they definitely could. Like, if San Diego State loses, they're off the one line, and now all of a sudden Dayton probably first in line to become that fourth one. And so then I think we're less worried about Indianapolis. Now then, you still got to factor in Michigan State. If Michigan State's a four, I don't know. I mean, will Bill and them really look at it that much? Like, I don't know. I think will they make a decision based off a game three games away? No, I don't think so. But so I, I think mean, we'll pick insane because first round you're in Omaha no matter what, obviously. So, yeah. like, is he just going to be like, I don't really give a shit. Like, give me Midwest because it's Midwest. Or does he want to be in Texas? Like, does he like Texas? I don't know. It could be a like numerous. Like Even like when Creighton and Indy, if Creighton's like our three seed, like Creighton is, a, Omaha's a super quick drive from Indy. Like, there's just so many teams. That's kind of my main point. I think, I think that's where there's maybe a chance they choose Houston. Is no, they're not going to point specifically at oh well, we could play Dayton in three games. No, but they can look at a big pool and say, well, Creighton's close, Dayton's close, Michigan State's close, Michigan's close, that's yeah. close, and there's like six different options that are all floating around the two through four lines that you have a chance to see there in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. And it's not just one team that we're afraid of. It's like a group of six of them. Whereas Houston, it's Kentucky probably. And then I don't think you can have two members. Like um, if Baylor like collapses and goes to a two seed, I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think you can have one and two seeds from the same conference in the same region. So it's like, I don't know the team. Like Kentucky's the only real one that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe LSU. LSU is pretty close to Houston. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's just that's, that's where point. I think there I could be a chance. Like, they're not going to look yeah. individually. But. I now see what you're saying. Like, yeah, there are definitely more teams that if they get put with us in the Midwest, then they become scarier. Whereas there's less that Houston. You see them right. pop up and be like, oh shit, they're close to Houston. So yeah, all right. I don't think that's a good point. I don't think self and the staff and Jeff Long and the athletic department, they're not going to be able to see the regions two through fifteen before they choose. Yeah, it'd be awesome if they could because then you'd yeah. be so cool. But I think <laughs> they're just gonna have to rely on like speculation and you know, even map bracketology a little bit. Maybe they'll look at that. But yeah. I would say, yeah, uh, not a bad year to be the number one overall when they're finally doing this. No, yeah. we better lock it up. We better not choke this number one overall away. But um... basically, would you rather hang out and visit Houston, Texas, or Indianapolis? I think Indianapolis is a great like sports town. I will. Bl- I can't say more words. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, you had a bad experience there. Thirty-eight. Yeah, times. that's true. I'd rather be in Texas than Indiana in March. Dude, the traffic. Yeah, Indiana Houston, basketball. I mean, that would be pretty cool. The traffic in Houston is horrible. That was an, yeah. If you went to Houston, Atlanta, back-to-back weeks with that. Tra- oh boy, Atlanta traffic's the worst you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, okay, but let's, let's, I mean, let's talk a little bit about this bracket. I said it before, what we have now, and I know it's stupid, I make fun of people that, like, overanalyze these bracketology things, because the matchups hardly ever happen, but I just think it's interesting to say, like, I saw Virginia and Illinois as our 8-9 game, and I was worried. AB thinks I'm a clown for being worried, but if you're not scared of Virginia, you're crazy. Ryan, let me tell you this. It, at least in my opinion, I'm only worried about teams that play the complete opposite style as us or can match up with us, like, athletic-wise or athlete-wise. Virginia playing the same style as us, but being very, 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 very much worse at it than we are, it would be, like, I don't know if they would score 40 points. Now, we might only score 55, 
but it's going to be, you remember how they kind of pull away, then they pull away from Oregon last year, like 52-42 or something. It would be like yeah. that, where it would be just yeah. gross to watch, and I don't oh. want to have to passionately care about a game that that's gr- that gross. So I, I just, I don't wouldn't worry about a team that's going to slow it down and try and like beat us at our own game. That's just not really. But then you got, I mean, the defending, champ, defending champs, a great coach. But we kind of talked about it with Tech. Like we have, I think that's your, that's your thing, Ryan, is you have this mindset that you just keep expecting teams from last year to be as good as they are this year. But here's the difference. Virginia's hot. They're really hot. Are they? They beat a Duke team that stinks. They they just, I guess they, they beat Virginia Tech. I keep forgetting who won that game. Wild yeah. game, by the way. Virginia's been good, dude. They've been good. And Tony Bennett They've is been, a freaking sh- Hall of what Famer. Is, what does good mean? I don't know. They're winning in a tough conference. Like, Is it tough? ACC's I don't not know. very good this year. <laughs> ACC's like the Big 12. Amy just just answers all my arguments with questions. (laughs) That's good conversation. They've been good. Have they been good? They've won in a conference. Is the conference good? (laughs) (laughs) Like LSU's an eight or nine. You get my point, though. Scare me. LSU scares you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Just because, like AB said, like different style. They play insanely fast. They're so athletic. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I, I've just kind of had a little soft spot for them all year just because I kind of like watching them. But I feel like <laughs> Illinois and Virginia are like two teams that like you'd talk to and someone would be like, they suck. And then they'd be like, oh, they kind of scare me, you know, just because yeah. the way they play. I think Illinois is kind of good. Kofi uh, yeah, I mean, and Underwood scares me. Underwood's a stud. He's one of the tournament before. So, A.B., give me an 8-9 game that scares you. I mean, it's always tough to like, like Florida, just because they have talent, but I don't want to like just lay back on that too much because they just haven't put it together. Like, what about St. Barnes? No, P. Yeah, we kill them. Go through some eight nines. See, yeah, that's I mean St. Mary's Xavier play in this bracket. Texas Tech, Florida. Texas Tech being an eight Lenardi's is bananas, considering their first four out on the other yeah. one. But uh, LSU, Providence, Providence, I guess could be kind of scary. They're hot. And then Illinois, Virginia. What about some like six, like some sevens and tens? So like, like is Iowa still around there? Iowa scares the hell out of me. I think uh, Houston would be maybe a seven right now. Houston's a seven. West Virginia is a seven. We won't get West Virginia. Uh, Butler and then Marquette. Marquette, just because the Marcus Howard could go for fifty at any given. But I mean, just imagine we could also beat them by thirty points because we could just oh, put Marcus Garrett on them. And yeah. I, I mean. He would get his, but Marcus Howard has had plenty of games where he just sucks. I remember watching him against K-State this year. He was horrible. Yeah, and we held, I mean, we did fine against them last year with him. Yeah, so. but he also has games where he goes for 50, so he's got to hope. So let, let's just assume that we're going to be fine in the 8-9 game, as we should be, because we're the freaking number one overall seed. I think we can all agree, Michigan State as a four seed is downright terrifying. Creighton a, is currently a four seed. They're terrifying. I mean, who else would you by give me a four five? B turn, you can go. Give me a four five that would terrify you, other than Michigan State and Creighton. <sighs> who did you just say? Or I don't. I, I guess I put you on the spot. Like you had the bracket up, like I did. Here, like, let me pull it up. I think I got it. I'll, I got one ready for you. All right, let's hear it. The number five seed in the Midwest region on Jerry Palm's bracketology, the BYU Cougars. Oh, <laughs> God. We don't have to keep talking about them. 
But no, I like I kind of hinted at it earlier. They're good on offense. I know they didn't show that earlier. I think they scored forty-one points against us in Maui. But um, yeah, man, you said they they got the dudes back. I, it's just a weird I mean, kind of. You know who else is five seed right now? Auburn in Iowa. Those teams could be scary. I think Iowa scares me. I think Auburn's uh, frauds, but I don't know. Louisville's been a four lately too, which would be kind mm-hmm. of just that's another the team. They'd be scary. Yeah, very close to Indy. Yeah, Nora's pretty good. Um, I don't, I don't have much insight on teams, but they'd be scary. I think Creighton's pretty good too. Like, they kind of have a different style of us too. They kind of run and gun, high scoring games. That's just like we saw it last year. If a team hits every shot, obviously your season's probably going to be over. So, yeah. I just you guys don't like this team, but Oregon just because they have yeah. maybe the player of the year. They have like a, a senior point guard that's very good. He's beaten us before. Um, and uh, PTSD, yeah, strictly that's why yeah, that game is that's the only one. Uh-huh. Um, all yeah, right, before be we go with with Pritchard, they'll be a tough out. Jordan Bell came back because he just got waived in the NBA. So, all right, <laughs> before we go, let's wrap up. Two seeds or even three seeds, because obviously we could play a three seed in the Elite Eight. I know my three seed that terrifies me. Um, I guess I'll just say, team I do not want to see in the Elite Eight, and I keep saying it's Kentucky. Like, I think Kentucky's sneaky one of the best teams in the country. Like, I know they keep barely winning, but, like, that's how the 2017 KU team was. We were close in all these games, but Kentucky's got a bunch of good players. So, they terrify me, and I think Dayton terrifies me. But, like, is there yep. any other two seed that if you saw? Would, uh, I think those would honestly be my answer, too. I think Kentucky's about as hot as you can be. And then Obi's obviously a nightmare matchup for anyone in the country. He's one, yeah. one of the most skilled bigs in the country and one of the best bigs I've seen in a while. But, yeah, they're just there's been so many tight games they've had, and they just find ways to win. Like, that I St. Know. Louis game, I don't know, Dayton's just – Obviously, yeah. in uh, Indy would be tough as well. So, can I ask you guys about Dayton really quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you? Are you guys only worried about them because they gave us everything we wanted in Maui? No. No. I think yeah, they've been it, consistently it be, good I, from the jump. I I'm a little hesitant on that. They, they, they've lost to the two best teams they've played. Now both were at the very lot. Yeah, both were in overtime. Or Colorado's at the buzzer. KU's in overtime. So, yeah, they were competitive, and I'm not saying that we need to hold that against them, but it also needs to be, like, look, I said the same thing about KU a month ago. I think before they went and beat West Virginia on the road, that the bigger games they had lost this year and kind of, you know, flailed away in the end. And honestly, even the game at Baylor, we kind of flailed away at the end. But I, I don't know. It's just Dayton is – they have top, and they're good. They're, they are good, but I – I just they just feel like that uh, the Xavier team from a couple of years ago. They were a two seed and then they lost early, and it's just like, well, yeah, no shit. I mean, we've seen so many mid-major frauds, so I mean, it's well, definitely who, possible. Let's let's compare like, them: San Diego State or Dayton. Who would you rather play? See, San Diego State. I think I, think I, I just, sleep on hmm. San Diego State. I don't think. I think that yeah. I just think it's because we haven't. Seen, they're the only other team top ten in Ken Palm on offense and defense, other than us. San well, Diego State stinks. Honestly, like, A.B. bringing up Maui, I feel like if we'd never played them there, we wouldn't, I mean, we wouldn't really know much about them. You know what I'm saying? But right. we do and know I think that's because we played them and they were yeah. fired. But, but I like, if we played San Diego State, State and they played us like that, then we would probably say them. Guys, I have to tell you something. You, San Diego State has really good wins on the look at. They won at my favorite team, BYU. 
they went on a neutral and beat Creighton and Iowa back-to-back days. Damn. Like it's not like they beat awful teams all. They played a decent non-con. I know the last like couple weeks they've been yeah. But they're going to be just, a they're going to be that team that's a one seed in the brackets, and I'm going to be like debating on which eight nine is going to beat them because I haven't watched them. I don't know, like Malachi Flynn. Yeah, he's really fucking good. But I have a thing for TV ratings. I think they're going to find a way to make Dayton the one out east and make sure that it's Gonzaga, San Diego State out west, so that they can hope for that all California team in, in LA for the Elite Eight, or at least have them both in the second weekend so they can sell to both those markets. That's just my theory, and that they're pretty interchangeable i'd say if Dayton just goes out and dominates the infant tournament which is better than the mountain west then i could see them bumping up but i don't know i don't I know mean, how close san diego are, state like, would a hundred percent prefer to be the two in the west over the east right or right the, the I, one in the west i think east. so it's like when we were the one out west when we lost to ucla before we won the title like ucla yeah. being the two in the west is way better than them being the one out in new york which is what san diego state would have to do yeah so. I don't know. I'm not in. Um, I mean, when I San Diego State losing to UNLV, who is horrible, and then they struggled against Nevada, who was not good. I watched some of that game. Like Nevada was not good. So yeah, but before that, they were just pumping everybody. And every other team we've talked about has really shitty losses. Yeah, I like know. Kentucky I know. lost to Evansville. I know it was a long time ago, but it still happened. Yeah. Okay. God. Well, Kentucky I gotta get. I got to get going, but I want to ask you guys one more. I just want you to answer this right away. This will last get, 10 minutes, by the way. You get to choose one two-seat to be in our region. I know mine, and I'm just going to say it. My pick is Maryland. Who is your guys's? That would be mine. Uh, I think I'm going to take Seton Hall. I I think they don't scare me either. I mean, we throw Marcus on Miles. Even I mean, we would let Miles Powell get his. That'd be fine. I'm just not convinced they have enough guys. That's to, the thing. It's just like I, I'm comfortable enough with our top defender. I know Marcus isn't going to completely shut down a Marcus Howard, a Miles Powell, or like a superstar player. But I know that he can do enough to make it uncomfortable and to make their offense look shitty, and for us to just score seventy points, sixty-five points. Yeah. I don't know. Just that one player, like best player in the country, just terrifies me because. I think that narrative can beat anyone. It's usually true, but I just don't know how true it is against this like style of team. If that makes sense, because normally I would a thousand percent agree with you. There's always that point guard, like John Morant in the first round last year, just fucking straight up won a game for team. Steph Curry, like Jimmer Fredette, those teams. But I just don't know if this style of KU team is going to be the one to lose to them, just because. I mean, Marcus Garrett strictly, but how does AB not have his own March Madness pod? I mean, we're, we got to start one. I literally want Rye to go do whatever he does and just stay on here with AB and go for another hour. Talk about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say Maryland, that. I think Doak would shut down Jalen Smith. I feel like Maryland has a bunch of inconsistent players. I don't know. I just They haven't really impressed me all year. I think Maryland's 100% getting upset by like a seven seed. They just got pumped by Michigan State, too. I still, think, State it's weird weird. I still think it's weird that Maryland's in the Big Ten. Yeah, they yeah. them not playing Duke with like freaking uh, what was it, Brad Nestler on the call? Like it's a. Do oh, you guys remember that Duke would always play Sunday nights back in the day on FS1? Yep. Or not FS1. It was just Fox Sports Net back then. FS1. It was amazing. Boy, were those the best? I, they I were always playing they like Florida State or Clemson yeah. or something. Like God, who did they beat on a half court shot? That what was it? NC State maybe. 
Uh, I hate Duke, but that shot was so dope where, like, the camera crazies just erupted. The place almost collapsed. Yeah, Sean Dockery made it. Who, well, that was against Virginia Tech. That's right. That's who it was. Yeah. So God, he and uh, who was the who's the white dude in the NBA that just got in a car wreck? Uh, a couple weeks ago. played at Florida. I can't think. Chandler Parsons. Oh, Chandler Parsons. Parsons yeah. He hit or Bananaville. He yeah. hit multiple from like mid quarter deeper. Yeah. But Cassius Winston had a pretty sick full court shot against Maryland. Who was the uh, the shitter for Syracuse that played point guard uh, when they were good? No, 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 no. This was more recent. Oh, I know exactly which Tyler Ennis, that fucking yeah. leader at Pitt when they were number one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was electric. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and AB are weirdos referencing just random buzzer beaters from college yeah, basketball never, history. A but mid-January never forget when uh, Syracuse played in like 10 overtimes in a big <laughs> tournament game. Yeah. Speaking of that, remember that UConn buzzer beater in the Big East tournament a few, or the AAC tournament a few years ago that sent yeah. it like two overtimes? Or uh, Jalen Adams or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Got him in the tournament. Didn't we play them? Or was that? Oh, yeah. I was scared because they just did, they did the same thing they had done like two previous times where they won like eight straights in the year and snuck their way into the tournament. And then all of a sudden, like, holy shit. Like, I was terrified going into I that. know. And, and then Wayne had a dunk, and what's his, uh, what's the Raftery? I'll yeah. send you guys the yeah. video later. But he's like, oh, it's like my <laughs> favorite call ever, even though no one knows what it is. Yeah, Kevin Ollie hadn't lost an uh, NCAA tournament game, I don't think, at that point. <laughs> so stupid. That 2014 guy. title they won is the dumbest freaking tournament title. What a stupid won. ass tournament! God, yeah, I hate the NCAA like tournament. This I love it, but I hate so it. Weird. What? It's I can just feel this tournament being insanely weird. Yeah, kind of do. The first round last year stunk. There weren't enough buzzer readers. It was. It did stink. Especially yeah. gambling wise, we did really good. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, one more gambling thing. I'll let Ryan go. I know he's running late. Uh, months ago, we made fun of my good friend Kevin Hicks. I told him I would do this for taking over twenty nine wins for KU this year. Uh, boys, they're going to do it. Um, wow. Regular yeah. season AB, and AB conference tournament. Called me. AB called me and said, I've got free money for you. Do you want free money? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. And he's like, under KU 30 wins in the regular season or whatever. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But at least you won your big 12 bet. Yeah, I'm going to win well, that fingers one. Fingers crossed. Do you have to win out, right? No. I think Ty gets it. Okay. Should. Better. Yeah, I'll I mean, right. push. At worst, at worst, we're about to go sixteen and two in the yeah. conference. Probably that's pretty. Give me the uh, horn frog, sixty-seven, sixty-three. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I heard we can wrap up tonight, though. True. Yeah. People forget that. Go Red Raiders tonight. More champs. It's a fascinating game to me. I I think it's. I mean, Texas Tech's desperate now, and Baylor's kind of. Yeah. Could be shook, and we said all year Baylor was going to have this. Baylor's going to have their run. And it always works yeah. out this way. Let me it tell you, could this. I'm going to make I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I I just changed my mind as we're talking. I don't think it's going to be KU Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship game. I do. I I it sounds insane because everyone else sucks, but I just something's going to happen. Baylor's going to Baylor. We're yeah, honestly, they've had a lot of they've had a lot of tight games, man. That people don't really talk about. 
I'll be mad if it's not KU Baylor, but... We'll I don't see. even know who I would want it to be after Baylor. Like, who else would it be fun to play? Tech. I don't want I, West Virginia. They're not fun. Oklahoma's kind of cooking, but fuck that. But, uh, Doke Senior Night Wednesday. You guys, people need to get out to the game. Last home yep. game of the year, obviously, and... Hopefully we have another pod this week. Yeah, hopefully a little Big 12 championship celebration pod Thursday or Wednesday or whenever we can do it. But, yeah, it'll suck if Dope can't play on a senior night. But either way, I'm sure we'll find a way to get him like a curtain call or something. But, yes, sir, big game Wednesday, clinch a Big 12 title. Um, start the streak again. One straight. Yeah, one straight. Yeah, one thing to finish. I want Yudoka to play one minute on Wednesday and to make a three like Jeff Withy did on his senior night. That would be that would make my life. <laughs> he uh, would go been, nuts. We've been waiting on him to shatter a backboard, so maybe he can do it uh, from shooting a three. Shit, he's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, boy. All right. Well, we'll yeah. Pod this weekend, and then we can get the old conference tournament pod going. Last year, that was kind of fun picking conference tournament winners. Yes, needed. And uh, yeah, it's March, boys. We're about to be content machines getting pods out left and right. So, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Machines. We'll see y'all uh, later in the week. Rock shot. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga. Go let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one to live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Dirty money in the cook. 45 by my good. When y'all nigga in the cut, take you out for some joints. This counter smoke, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Loud pack smelling mustard. These fucking police can't touch me. These bogus police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VBS. I try to fall like it was a ship. Try to fall like it was a ship. Lift it up and go to no set. Fuck a cougar like she holly bear. Future hits is dirty, spry and legendary. Dirty something in the for Spill a day to get my mind blown Dress it up and go to Nassau 200 miles on the dash Got a roller pound up a gas Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas Till these niggas start acting Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie Nigga gon' let them have it We ballin' like the Marsh Madness All these cops shoot a nigga tragic I'm the one that livin' lavish Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average Fuck on the basic bitch, we gon' wake up and smoke on some blood and fuck She gon' keep it so real with a nigga that I'ma come back and always gon' fuck with her Been the curve and the spread like a motor bus I was working the serving in Nautica I get hot till I'm higher than mercury Fuck around, teach you that recipe Fuck around, you gon' be out of here Make it say hunt like a nigga with jewelry Soon as that work hit the city, we move it Post up in honest and shoot us and move it Post up in honest and shoot us and move it Take it to the side of club and just catch a nigga.